What's going on, Hardliners? Welcome to His Hardline for another episode of 1% with Him. Remember, every day we need to spend at least minimum 15 minutes with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Dig a little bit in the Bible and spend a little time in prayer, you know what I mean? If you can't do that, just join us here at His Hardline. We'll get it done. Drop. And don't forget to check out our website, www.hisheartline.com. We're happy to have you. Let's get started. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they are in charge. They are the host of their ones at the wheel and they are steering the ship through these crazy chaotic waters that we call life. So welcome. Glad to have you all here. Happy Sunday. It is October 9th, 2022. I hope you're all having a wonderful weekend so far. It is almost noon where we are at here in West Michigan. It is a beautiful fall day. The sun is shining bright, a little overcast going on over here, but uh, to be expected when you're on the lakeshore, nice breeze. I am off of work today because um, I'm here just kind of taking care of my wife last night. Uh, Yesterday, actually, early evening, I should say, I had to take her to the ER. She was dealing with some really, really severe chest pains. She could only take shallow breaths without it really completely crippling her and bringing her down to her knees because the pains were so sharp in her right side. Um, And so it was a little scary for her because, you know, we dealt with this about a year and a half ago, maybe a little over that. It was at the beginning of 2021 when we had to take her to the hospital, to the ER, and just to kind of a little put a little backstory on that, you know, years and years ago, right after her and I actually just first met, not even dating, just like when we actually first met in person, like just through normal, regular circumstances, right before we were, we were even a thing. She had dealt with a, a pulmonary uh, embolism, which basically she had a right a blood clot in her right lung and it almost took her life. She was uh, bedridden in ICU for roughly about a week. And uh, the reason for the blood clot, too, wasn't because of a poor diet or anything like that. It was actually because of due to birth control, certain birth control that's been really common with women, I guess, from what I understand. And so a certain birth control that she was using at the time um, ended up causing some damage in her body, you know, creating blood clots and just about killed her. And I tell you what, this goes to show you that, you know, a lot of the stuff that the medical field gives you, again, there's a lot of unintended and unknown consequences. And if they are known, they are undisclosed. And don't think for one minute that the medical system is our friend. One of the biggest things that they are out there to do is make money. Let's make no mistake. They're there to make money, regardless of what kind of human casualty comes with, you know, with it. And so anyway, so last night we had a huge scare, you know, when we've been exercising and working out as well, you know, we're cleaning up our diet, we're cleaning up everything in our house, we're starting to try to get more, convert our home, um, you know, from cleaning supplies to toiletry items to what we eat and so on and so forth. We're trying to convert everything to more like a, uh, you know, more natural, right? And less, less chemicals, less processed junk and less poisons that really harm our body, harm our minds and so on and so forth. So 
<clears throat> anyway, so she's been exercising. We've both been exercising. And by the way, I know I told you I've been on a mission to lose weight. I haven't really stepped on a scale yet, but I will say this though. I have dropped down to, uh, I dropped, uh, lost two belt belt holes in my belt. So that's pretty cool. So like I said, definitely losing some weight there. Um, one day I'll get on the scale, but quite frankly, I don't want to be obsessed with weight. I'm just trying to feel better, look better, slim down at the end of the day, whatever my weight is, is what my weight is. I don't try to obsess about that, but I thought her injury was possibly due to, um, you know, doing some funky exercises that could have possibly strained her chest. And so, because she said every time she would breathe in it, it hurt, it was a sharp pain. And so I said, well, I bet you, you really strained a muscle somewhere there in your chest. Well, anyways, we didn't want to take any chances because of the previous blood clot that she dealt with. So we went to the ER, had to drop her off because we had no one to watch our daughter. We don't want to bring our daughter in, you know, and possibly get her sick. You know what I mean? And so we just kind of left it, you know, we just, I, I dropped her off, brought her home, brought my daughter home and we just waited, you know, until she went through the CT scan and all that other stuff. But anyway, it turned out everything was fine. Turned out it was a severely strained muscle. Um, you know, just movements that, you know, she's not used to, but it was also coupled with this thing called pleurisy, which is something that she was, it was an underlying issue that we had to deal with a year and a half ago. So she's dealing with those two things kind of butted up together. So it's just really giving her a hard time, but good thing is it's not a blood clot. So that is great. Thank the Lord. But that poor girl, she has not had a chance to she has just not had a break this year, you know, between all her family deaths, she had more family deaths in her side of the family than mine, but between all the family deaths and the miscarriage and the surgeries and ER visits, I mean, this would make her one, two, three, third ER visit this year, third or fourth, I lost track. And then we had our daughter had an ER visit at the beginning of the year because she dealt with, uh, we had food, she had food poisoning when we went out to eat. And so, um, yeah, just, ugh, it's been a rough year, but you know what? We're here. We're alive, we're vertical, we're breathing, and it's uh, a glorious day, all thanks to God. So today at His Heart Line, we're going to be doing a reading out of Psalm 40 uh, for the 1% with Him episode. We have one more psalm before we conclude the first book of Psalms, and then we're going to move ahead to uh, you know somewhere in the New Testament, do a few readings in the New Testament, and we will come back to the second and third books at some point for Psalms. So I figure that's a good way to break it up. So <clears throat> let's get into the reading. So, Psalm 40, reading out of the New American Standard Bible, it reads, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he reached down to me and heard my cry. He brought me out of the pit of destruction, out of the mud, and he set me set my feet on a rock, making my footsteps firm. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and will trust in the Lord. How blessed is the man who has made the Lord his trust and has not turned to the proud, nor to those who become involved in falsehood. Many, Lord, my God, are the wonders which you have done and your thoughts toward us. There is no one to compare with you. If I would declare and speak of them, they would be too numerous to count. You have not desired sacrifice and meal offering. You have opened my ears. You have not required burnt offerings and sin offering. Then I said, Behold, I have come. It is written of me in the scroll of the book. I delight to do your will, my God, your laws within my heart. I have proclaimed good news of righteousness in the great congregation. Behold, I will not restrain my lips. Lord, you know, I have not hidden your righteousness within my heart. 
I've spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your mercy and your truth from the great congregation. You, Lord, will not withhold your compassion from me. Your mercy and your truth will continually watch over me, for evils beyond number have surrounded me. My guilty deeds have overtaken me so that I am not able to see. There are more numerous than the hairs on my head, and my heart has failed me. Be pleased, Lord, to rescue me. Hurry, Lord, to help me. May those be ashamed and humiliated together who seek my life to destroy. May those be turned back and dishonored who delight in my hurt. May those be appalled because of their shame who say to me, Aha, aha, may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who love your salvation continually say, The Lord be exalted, but I am afflicted and needy. May the Lord be mindful of me. You are my help and my Savior. Do not delay my God. And that is the full reading of Psalm chapter 40, verses 1 through 17. So what does Psalm chapter 40 mean? Well, David experienced danger many times in his life, as we had, you know, as we can recount. And often as threats from men who marked him out specifically for death. In those moments, he prayed to God and was rescued. In some moments, the danger seemed so dire that David saw no way out. And like a person trapped in a deep, slimy hole with no escape, poetically, David describes God saving him from that fate, resulting both in praise and an example from which others can learn. Now, in the Old Testament books, such as Psalms and Proverbs, often extol the value of godly wisdom. And you can see that referenced in Proverbs 1-7 and Psalm 19, 7-10. Now, David echoes those, those themes here, warning against arrogance and lies. And he also praises God for the many examples of mercy shown to his people, and more than any one person could tell. Now, Psalm 46 through 7 is cited in the book of Hebrews. Now, Hebrew 10, 5 through 9, <clears throat> now in that text, the passage is used to explain how God's ultimate plan for humanity involved the obedient use of a, spe- uh, of a specially prepared body, that of Jesus Christ. Now, Hebrews quotes the Septuagint Greek translation, resulting in slightly different phrasing than the Old Testament Hebrew. Now, David notes that God's primary desire is for obedience and that the Lord had specifically created him with an ability to hear and obey. Now, in response, David's plan to honor God's will, as explains in the written word of God. Now, many of the Psalms were written by David, and he was not afraid to share his praise for God. And after celebrating what God had done, David turns to what God will do. In part, that includes forgiving David of his sins. And despite all his success, David was not ignorant to his own need for mercy. And this prayer also asked God to continue to save him from his enemies. And the phrasing here asks that those who mockingly hate David will be devastated by their own shame, maintaining the attitude of humility. And David praises God in advance for his response and celebrates the joy which should come naturally to all believers. You know, I love that last last line that's written right here in this summary, how David praises God in advance 
it is so important that we not only, you know, turn to God for all of our needs. And remember, it's also very important that we, you know, we, we got to turn to our own um, efforts too. We have to participate as a believer in Christ. We have to participate, participate, excuse me, in our own rescue in this place that we called earth in this world, because we are born in a fallen world. We are all born with natural, you know, with original sin. And so it's important that because we were all born in original sin, that we have to take it upon ourselves to diligently and willfully participate by seeking the heart of Christ, number one, praising God, inviting Christ into our own heart so he can rebuild us from the inside out, that's something that has to come from within. That's that's why God gave us all free will. But with that also comes an advancement of giving gratitude and praise to God. No matter what God has done for us, right? Like God has done a lot for us. Little do we know, God has done so much for us. But we also need to remember not only to be thankful for the past things that he has done and the past gifts that he has given us, but we also need to say, God, thank you in advance. I want to say thank you in advance for my good health, for continuously providing me with a job so I can earn an income and take care of my family, so I can pay for this roof over our head to keep us warm and cool during the changing of the seasons, to keep us dry from the rain and the snow. Thank you for transportation. Thank you in advance for just anything and everything you can think of. But also, again, it's really important that we give advanced praise to God. Thank you, God. And I do this myself when I'm driving in my semi. And sometimes something will just come over me and I'll be like, you know, God, I am really lucky because I'll be honest with you. Lately, I've been feeling like a slave to my job. If I can, can be completely honest with you all, I have been feeling like a complete slave. Like I've had, like I am kind of stuck between a rock and a hard spot. Like I feel like I'm pigeonholed right now, or at least I did, right? I felt like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me take a sip of water here. Dry throat. All right. That was the last of that water. Hopefully I won't need any between now and the end of the show. But I felt like, I've been pigeonholed in my job. Just a guy, just hauling fuel every day. Same thing. I mean, it's like Groundhog Day, right? Wake up at 2 a.m., which is tough already. Like, I mean, I'm used to it, but it sucks. You know, wake up at 2 a.m., I get ready, go to work. Thankfully, I don't have a long commute. You know, I put in my 12-hour shift. I haul gas to these different gas stations and ethanol back to the terminal, and I go clock out <clears throat> and I go back home and I do it all over again. It's a bit monotonous. And lately I've been complaining a lot to God, to be honest with you. I've been like, you know, God, I'm really over this. Like, I'm tired of feeling like a slave to this job. I'm tired of this corporation. And maybe it's because, you know, I'm awakened to a lot more than most people are. So, you know, I kind of see what's going on in the world. And it just it just makes me wonder, like, all right, God, come on. When when is this going to happen? Like, when are we going to see everything turn upside down and you shake things up? Like, there's only so much more that I have within me, right? 
And, and I'm sure there's many other people out there feeling the same way. Now, that said, that's what the enemy wants. That's what Satan and all his little minions wants. That's what these tyrants want. They want us exhausted. They want us fatigued. They want us mentally broken down. And they want us to submit. To which I say, no. And what got me through that, I had to have a change, something, you know, I had to have a change of mindset. Because I forgot what quote I heard it from, but uh, I forgot who said this, but it might sound familiar. And I'm paraphrasing here, of course, because I can't remember exactly who said it and what the exact quote was. But it goes something like, life is 90% what happens, or excuse me, is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. And I've been reacting kind of like a big baby, to be honest with you, and like a selfish, you know, little boy. Like, all right, guy, like, I'm really sick of this. Like, I'm tired of working this job. I'm tired of these corporate idiots. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of whatever, right? But while I'm complaining, I keep really neglecting to realize how really, truly lucky I am. I have a job that pays me a good, healthy Sal, uh, I shouldn't say salary, but a good, healthy income. I am healthy and able-bodied to do the job that I'm able to do. I am blessed that I am able to provide food and a home and a roof and, you know, medical care for my family when they need it. I'm blessed that we have two good solid operating vehicles to get us to and from places now if you look at mine you might be like eh, jason i don't know if your car would be considered good transportation it looks rough but it, that's a solid car i love that car 2011 ford fusion yeah buddy that's my that's my hot rod and i had two mustangs and a pickup truck i love this fusion this fusion is awesome the clear coat is faded on the hood it's dinged up on the passenger side for my daughter hitting my side of the door with the, my wife's old car and uh, it smells like oil in, in diesel in the car from my work boots. It's a great car. It's my hot rod. Love that car. You know why? I don't have to take care of it aesthetically. I just want to make sure it runs good. But I'm thankful for it. And so I had to change my mindset. I had to change how I had to change my 90%, right? Life is 10% what happens to you, 90% how you react to it. I had to change the 90%. I had to change how I reacted to it. And with that, I also had to give praise and glory to God. Say, so, you know what, God? I am sorry for complaining. I apologize. I've been very stupid lately, and I hope you forgive me. Truly, forgive me. And you know what? My attitude has been a lot better. I've actually been okay now. Like, you know, I don't, like, I still, don't get me wrong. You know, if this is all I do until I retire, so be it. But you know what? At the end of the day, I'm just happy that God has provided me with the means to work a good job. It's really not that difficult, just a little mundane, you know, just monotonous with the, you know, it's the same thing day in and day out. And it just, you know, but I truly believe God has got a bigger plan for me. I just have to be patient because I have to operate on God's time, not my own time. My own time means nothing. It's like my mother-in-law said, and maybe she heard this from someone else, but if you want to make God laugh, make your own plans and set your own time schedule. It's a good way to make God laugh because he's just going to be like, no, that's not what I had in mind. And that's not the time frame we, I had it in. So, but anyway, that's pretty much all I have for you guys today. I just thought that was very important. We always must give praise and gratitude to God in advance for 
everything and, and celebrate the joy, which, you know, again, should come naturally to all the believers. So anyway, let's, uh, let's say a closing prayer, shall we? All right. <clears throat> Find the music here. I always like my piano music. All right, there it is. Heavenly Father, I want to say thank you very much for this day. Thank you for another day of life and good health and giving me the air in my lungs to breathe and to enjoy this beautiful sunshine and this light breeze on this beautiful fall day. We really appreciate it. Appreciate you giving me a home with a nice backyard for my daughter to play in. Appreciate all the people, the good people that come here from this community and listen to this podcast. I hope we can continuously grow it. Although that's not my goal, my goal is to serve you and serve your people. So you just show me how I need to serve you. And I will hope that you can trust me with more responsibility. I will do the right thing and always guide the people that come here to the best of my ability. So I would just want to say thank you, though, for just all that you do for us. Thank you for <clears throat> guiding us. And we ask for forgiveness. We truly are, you know, we want to repent of our sins and we want to bring forth forward our sins and truly tell you that we are remorseful for whatever sins that we have committed, both knowing and unknowingly. And so those that are unknowing, please bring that forward in our mind so that we can reflect on them and make sure that we never commit those sins again. We want to pray all these things in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so that is all we have for the day, ladies and gentlemen. I will be back a little bit later. Like I said, I am off of work today, um, helping my wife with uh, the house duties. Because like I said, after getting her out of the ER, um, doctor's orders where she had to like literally lay up in bed and not do a thing because of the severely strained muscle within her chest, which is causing her, you know, hard time to breathe. So I've been doing Mr. Mom duties. I've been doing laundry, catching all this stuff up. Thankfully, I'm really good at blitzing stuff out. So I'm like halfway through the laundry. Um, you know, I got a lot of stuff I got to do. I got to, out, you know, change an outdoor outlet. Um, you know, I'm going to do a little vacuuming. So vacuuming, I like doing. See, that's like mowing the lawn for me. I like vacuuming because I like making lines in the carpet. Yeah, I know it's a stupid freak thing, but hey, that's me. Um, but I got things I got to do. I got to replace some water filters, you know, for our, you know, yeah, water that comes into the house, you know, clean up the water a little bit. So I'm draining down our water heater. I like to, you know, put a little bleach in that and just kind of, you know, clean out the bacteria. That. So I got a lot of stuff I got to do today, but uh, I will be back. We're going to do another His Hardline EDU spot. Um, and what I'm going to be going over is the fundamental orders of <clears throat> of uh, 1638. So we're going to go over that. I feel like that's actually very important. Uh, so we're going to go over that. And I may possibly do a third podcast, depending on my time. But at very minimum, I'm going to be going over the fundamental orders of 1638 later on. So I hope you all have a great day, great afternoon, wherever you're at in the world. And uh, yeah, just stay blessed. And uh, remember, God's got this, okay? We just need to participate and uh, participate in our own rescue. All right? Have a blessed day or night wherever you're at in the world, and we'll see you later on. Bye-bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the day. Thank you for joining us here at His Heartline. Remember, we need to spend at least 15 minutes each day with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is literally 1% of our time on a daily basis. Spend a little time in the Bible. Spend some time in prayer. You'd be amazed what Jesus will do to you. Drop.
forget to check out our website, www.ishardline.com, for all the latest updates.